You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome everyone to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. As you all know, from time to time, I have special guests on the podcast. Well, today I have an extremely well-known special guest, Dr. Brian McDonough. And anyone that has a radio in their car and has traveled through Philadelphia or New York probably knows Dr. Brian McDonough. Um, he, if you tuned into like KYW News Radio or 1010 Winds in New York City, you've heard Dr. Brian McDonough. He's the medical editor, KYW News Radio in Philadelphia. He's a medical editor of 1010 Winds in New York City. He also is the Mid-Atlantic Vice President and Chief Health Informatics Officer at Trinity Health. And what's maybe even more important than anything, he's the Chairman of the Family Medicine and Residency Director at St. Francis Hospital. And also the host of the very, very popular Dr. Brian McDonough show on YouTube. Hi, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for taking the time to have me on the show. I appreciate it. It's uh, a long time coming. You know, uh, everyone listening would uh, should know that uh, Brian and I go way back uh, into our um, undergraduate days at LaSalle University. And uh, Brian has always had a special gift in writing and literature and in communications. And that's really what I wanted to talk about so much today, Brian, because even though I'm doing plastic surgery and you're in, you know, family medicine, one of the things that I honestly believe is probably the most important thing when we're dealing with patients is communication and communicating either what the surgery is going to be, or trying to understand where they are in their life. Because a lot of times when, you know, Brian, when I'm doing plastic surgery on someone, a lot of it has to do with timing about, you know, is this the right time in your life to have something like this done? Forget about the actual surgery itself, but I mean, are you doing these things for the right reasons? Is it the right time in your life to do it? Do you have the right support staff at home to really make this experience be as pleasant and you know wonderful as it could be. And I'm sure with you being such a communications expert in this whole field of medicine, I really want to get your take on that. Well, I so, think, yeah, I, I, well, go ahead. Yeah, you're gonna say something. No, about. no, I was just gonna say, so take it away, Brian, with that, you know? It's an open-ended question, and I will tell you that I think the biggest thing about communication, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, whether you're working in sales, you know, all these different areas, if you can communicate effectively, it, it breaks down a lot of barriers and it um, allows you to uh, more or less find out what other people are thinking. And I've always felt, um, kind of, I don't think I've always felt, but I've learned over time, probably when I was young, I didn't do it as much, but the best interviews are, their interviewers are those who just listen and listen to what the person they're talking to says, and then based off of what they say, ask the next question. And I remember years ago when I really first realized it, I was watching a basketball game, and, and there was a great basketball player named uh, 
Patrick Ewing, who was being interviewed after the game. And, you know, the person interviewing him said, Patrick, you had an incredible game. You know, well, what was the most important thing that happened? And then Ewing said, well, my big worry right now, I scored a lot of points, but I turned my ankle and I'm really worried about it because it hurts a lot. And then, and then the person came right back and said, and, you know, in the third quarter when you did this, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, the question should have been, what happened? How, we didn't notice you hurt your ankle. What did you yeah. do? Why did it hurt? And, and I think they're the kind of things that um, essentially make a good interview. The best interviewers are those that take advantage because they're listening. And if you yeah. don't, then you're not going to get it. Well, I, and I know one of the big parts in my consultations with patients is I'm really trying to hone in on what bothers them more so than me like interjecting, you know, all the different things that we could do as plastic surgeons to make something happen. Because a lot of times it's more about what they're seeing and what they're, what's bothering them that I really need to address. And with that kind of a thing, Brian, one of the things I wanted to ask you was how do you come up with topics for KYW News Radio to talk to, you know, millions of listeners, I guess, between 1010 Wins and, you know, KYW News Radio in Philadelphia. How do you decide what's the right topic for, you know, letting everybody know what's going on? How do you do that? Well, I would say for the first 30 years I was doing it, I essentially would just look at what people were worried about or concerned about. You know, what, what was what, what, what I was seeing in the office or what was interesting news, the time of the year, those sorts of things. Obviously, once 2020 hit, it yeah. was almost COVID every day for almost two full years because literally there was something that had to be said and some angle or something about it or some warning or some concern or something that I wanted to get the word out there uh, about COVID. Um, we're now starting to get to the point where there's at least two stories every week that I can talk about COVID because something has happened, uh, whether, I don't know, uh, vaccine uh, boosters in the under 11 group, you know, five to 11 or yeah. something like that. But I'm now doing other types of stories. For instance, um, I'll give you an example. I usually write my stories a week in advance. At the time we're doing this recording, it's we're heading into Memorial Day a week away. Well, my Memorial Day story is actually talking about getting together with family and others in the endemic state of COVID, but understanding that it's still spreading. Are you going to be inside or outside? And I'm talking about that aspect of it. Then I follow up the next day and I'm talking about how you can start exercising and how, you know, health magazines and uh, gym clubs and everybody were advertising, get ready for the summer. And that was the advertising blitz. But now, you know, you still, you know, have that belly from Thanksgiving and you haven't lost it. Yeah, and right. What am I going to do? Well, to take that approach and say, wait a minute, you know, the weather is fantastic now. Let's start a realistic approach to diet. And then I do that story. So I look at where we are in the year, what's going on. Um, I There was a Friday the 13th, just this last yeah. month. And I did a story about why 13 has always been considered an unlucky number. And has there ever been any studies about people getting sicker on Friday the 13th? Right. Yeah, so it's just, I kind of have fun with it now. They've given me editorial control. Rarely, oh, that's wonderful. Am I told what to do? I've never been told. In I do. I've, been, I've had a story every day since 1988, January of 88. I've, every single wow. day, I've written a story, and 
for all those years. And I've never been told I can't do anything or I have to do anything. And that's just luckily working for organizations that just want you to do the right thing. Right. Um, Brian, when you're, when you're meeting with uh, patients, either, um, you know, privately or in the clinic or when you're, you know, dealing with the residents, um, is there a um, certain posture that you take when it comes to um, patients, especially nowadays when there's so much information out there that they could be getting off of Dr. YouTube or their, you know, their friends and family have told them something that may not be necessarily correct. Like, what's the posture that you and your residents need to take in order to not, you know, completely shut down questions or take an opposing side? How do you go about doing that? Because I do find, and I'm just going to give you an example from a plastic surgery perspective, as you know, you know, cosmetic surgery and plastic surgery is a really popular thing. And a lot of times, so much of the information is out there from just, you know, Instagrams and just social media type things. So when patients come in to talk to me about stuff, many times I do have to inform them that what they're telling me and what they think could be correct is actually not correct. And I think, again, from a communication standpoint, you can completely, you know, alter that patient-doctor relationship right away if you kind of aggressively go after them not really having the story straight or, you know what I'm saying? So how do you go about doing that? I think the biggest thing you do is you meet them where they are. Like, you just start talking. In family medicine, I'm just sitting there trying to do whatever I can to talk with people and let them talk to me and tell me what's wrong with them. In other words, this is what my issue is, whatever. Most people in family practice, you know, you'll end up finding, you know, they're depressed because they're telling you they're depressed or they have a, an issue because they say this is where the pain is or whatever. So I let them talk. When they start to come up with the diagnoses or what they think or a family member does, I then listen to it. And then I usually have enough information, hopefully I do, to talk about what the most in, in recent reports have been. Now, I have an edge over, not all doctors, some of them know 10 times more studies than I do, but because I'm always reading them, I kind of always know the latest report and the latest information, and that's helpful. Um, yeah. I will tell you once, it was very, it's probably a decade ago now, but uh, probably 15 years ago, I had done a story on TV, and um, and I had made a point, and patient comes in the next day, never had seen the patient before, and said and asked me a question. I said, "Oh no, uh, I can tell you exactly what that is. I'm quite familiar with it." And I gave my answer. And they said, "Well, no, you're wrong." And I said, "No, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right." And they said, "Well, I saw Dr. McDonough last night on television, and I can tell <laughs> him he said you were wrong." And I said, "I am Dr. McDonough." And he goes, well, <laughs> "I'm Dr. McDonough." He goes, "Well, you didn't say that last night." I go, "Yeah, I did say that last night. And I know what I said last night. I just mustn't have communicated it well because you come in with the wrong information." But let's go over it. And I actually ended up sending him a copy of the thing once. I just give me your address, and I set up a tape of the show for what That's I. That's funny. It was entertaining because it was it was kind of fun, but it shows people hear certain things, and I yeah. actually doubt it myself. Of what did I say the night before? Did I get it wrong? You know, I was right. like, what? no, I didn't get it wrong. But you know, somebody's making dinner. They're 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 running outside. They're taking out the trash. They come in and they only hear part of it. They only get some of the information. So. Right. 
you know, and, and they are coming. I think that you have to realize is they're coming to you because they trust you and they're coming for a reason. So, right. right and so, so some of these things, like we always hear about fake news, or, especially when it, you know, came to everything with the pandemic and with getting vaccinated or not vaccinated. So how do you address that in the clinic or with patients? And how do you teach the residents to like, you know, bridge that potential um, kind of conflict that well, could happen. Yeah, Steve, you bring up a really excellent point because this is a classic example. I mean, for whatever reason, things like vaccines, wearing a mask, those things, it became highly political and supercharged. Right. And, and to the point where I'm seeing patients in the hospital who are refusing, and I mean, they're literally close to death and refusing to take medications that could save them. Right. And, and it's very frustrating. Yet you have to respect people and you have to tell them what's going on. And I think the first thing you have to do, and I learned this early on from a doctor who trained me, is if somebody abuses you, I mean, I'll say full abuse, but if you get them to take the right treatment, frankly, if they spit on you, who cares? You won the battle because they get, they're getting better. That's your job to get them better. I mean, and that's a dramatic example. So you have yeah. to continue to say what you think is right. Um, and then from there, you, you, you do it. So, But there's a lot of a lot of the conversations with me had to get down to, okay, you don't want you don't want a vaccine, let's say, or you don't want uh, this certain medication. You don't want you want ivermectin. You don't. You have to talk to people and say, tell me why. You know, I'm not going to tell you about scientific studies because that may inflame you. Tell me why right. feel right. this is necessary, and try to communicate with them, and try to. And then I literally, it, it, having done 300 podcasts, like you said, 250 YouTube videos. I got very few people aggressively attacking me. I had some. But what, the reason I didn't, though, was because I tried to respect both sides in everything I did. Like I would I think say, that's key. I think you got to show people. Like I got to say, you know, and I would obviously, for all of them, I chose not to take any money or any advertising. And it, it was easy for me to say, listen, I get nothing out of this. I'm doing it because I'm just hoping you might listen to me. You might not. And if you don't, all I can do is try. And people didn't really get upset with that. I didn't go out. There were times, for instance, um, you know, I didn't get political, but when there was a, uh, a Rose Garden event, which appeared like a super spreader, I showed, yeah. I showed who got infected with, it, with a photo and how close they were to prove the point. Look who was in contact with each other. Right. But it wasn't a political statement. It was more of a statement of this is what happens. And this is a, a visible example. Or I would talk to people about uh, rumors about vaccines or show something that was on the Internet. The problem you have right now, um, it's good and bad. The good is anybody can say anything, but the bad is anything. Anybody can say anything. So you, it's hard to keep things track. And I always use the example of it would be like me following stock and bond advice. You know, you could probably talk me into anything because I don't know. Like I don't have yeah. any depth of knowledge to support it. And I realize right. how I can be talked into things. That's really true. And I think, you know, that's why I was so happy to, to have you on this podcast is to just let everybody that listens really understand that, you know, you have to have um, a fund of knowledge, let's say, to be able to discern what's real, what's not real and what's right for you and what may not be right for you. And that's why, you know, coming back to this whole thing with plastic surgery you know, so much of what I do has to do with um, even though you're 
cousin or your sister may have had a certain procedure done or had a certain injectable because they're as, you know, they're at a, at a certain age and you're maybe a little older or a little younger, or they may not necessarily be built the same way that you are, their procedure, although it may have been perfect for them, may not be the right one for you. And that's where I do think this whole idea of communicating with the patient on whatever the topic is, has a lot to do with the approach and also them understanding that just like you and I both with like 30 years or whatever of experience and also um, really just trying to do right by the patients for so many years. It's not like, you know, we're being a paid spokesperson for some organization or some particular way of thinking. We're trying to take all the knowledge that we've had over all these years and kind of discern it so that we can really communicate it to the patients. Um, Brian, I loved having you on the show. I want to come back again with you to talk about some more things that I think in our past may be interesting for all of my listeners. But uh, anything special you would like to tell everybody or any place where they could follow you in particular? Oh, sure. But before I do that, I do want to say, you know, Steve, I think you've always, since you got into surgery, your approach is listening to the patients. And, and I think surgeons are getting better at that now. There was a time when a whole lot of them didn't do it <laughs> much, but, yeah. but I think, and, and you might have differentiated yourself that way, but I think it's important because people really want to have that communication. And if a surgeon, and there are plenty who do, I joke, but if the surgeons who do do that, it, it's a very valuable partner to have, especially if you're going to have a procedure. But sure, um, I'm on KW News Radio and 1010 Wins uh, in my broadcast world. Um, on YouTube, we have a channel. It's called the Dr. Brian McDonough channel. And I don't do quite as much about the pandemic anymore because, let's face it, most of the things we now know and they're pretty self-evident. But I've, uh, for fun, started interviewing uh, different guests on different topics. And uh, it, it's really been enjoyable because I think, uh, like anybody who's done long-form interviews, you have a lot more time to talk. Yeah. The broadcasting career, I, I'm usually limited to 45 seconds or so. But on the internet, you know, you can expand on topics. So it is a lot of fun and people use you selfishly, you know, things stay up there forever. They want to use it. <laughs> if not, you know, they'll never watch it. And there's a million choices. I mean, you're at the point now with a tool, a search engine like YouTube, you could probably look up anything and, and find something right. on it. And that makes well, it a lot. Well, I'm sure people may just tune in to hear the really great jingle that starts off the show because yeah. that may be a reason just to, you know, check it out anyway. I would have, would have had it set up for you if I had known, but unfortunately, no. Now they have to go to the YouTube channel to hear it. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. My guest today was Dr. Brian McDonough, and I'll be speaking with you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.